going on, everybody? Welcome to Overexposed, the podcast about movies that movie lovers love. My name is Hunter. My name is Sam. My name is Mickey. It's been, it's been a while. Tea? Let's you talk know, about movies. It smells so good. Your tea, or maybe it's coffee, mm-hmm. or soda, mm-hmm. or a nightcap, mm-hmm. or... What is a nightcap, by the way? Nightcap is just like, sit down, and like, you have a little glass of... Something. Liquor, usually. Yeah. Hard liquor. Uh, and it just helps you go to sleep. Sometimes it calms you down. Okay. Because alcohol is depressing. I this thought it was true. like I thought it was like putting on a shower cap and going to sleep. That as well. Yeah, you you can only have a nightcap if you're wearing your shower cap a bit. My nightcap is a sorcerer Mickey hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's who else saw that coming? Who, who else knew this? My night. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make more of those jokes. Um. <laughs> anyways, we're back. Uh, hi, thanks for joining us. Um, and we're going to jump right into it. We started many minutes ago. Um, was it many minutes ago? Maybe it wasn't. I think it was a while back. Um, anyways, uh, we're doing another summer movie because it's still technically summer. Yeah. September. Um, and Sam got to pick the movie this week. Uh, so, Sam. Why don't you intro the movie of the week? All right, guys. Let's focus up. Let's get real. Let's get serious. Okay, Coach Taylor. This movie is probably one of the best monster movies ever made. Easily top five. If it's not in your top five best monster movies ever made, you have the wrong list and you have no taste. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, calling you out. I am calling you out. At me, film Twitter. At me, every other pretentious film nerd out there. I will win this fight. I'm going to take it to their doorstep. The movie that we're talking about today just so happens to be my favorite of the Universal Monster movies. That's right, folks. We're talking about the creature from the Black Lagoon. I was going to try and make that noise, the one noise that the creature makes, but I don't know that I could actually feasibly do that. Yeah, I can't do do that either. It kind of sounds like... It's like a... No, that's like a chewy... It's a 75-year-old man who has smoked all of his life coughing. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could definitely... I could very easily see that. I don't... Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how they made that noise. It's... It's pretty wild to me. Uh, so just to recap, for those of you who haven't seen Creature from the Black Lagoon, Creature from the Black Lagoon is the last of the classic Universal Monster movies. Essentially, there is a scientific expedition that goes into a certain area of uh, the Amazon to find a possible fossil link between amphibians and man. And it's it's supposed to be the greatest scientific find uh, in the history of the world, and it's going to change everything. However, the team of scientists are also going into this habitat that just so happens to house the last living link, the, the missing link, technically, uh, that is the creature in the Black Lagoon. 
mayhem ensues, uh, chaos abounds, and eventually they are forced to fight and kill the creature. Damn. Uh, Good job. I have a hot take. Okay. This movie's not scary at all. Alright, so I'm actually okay. join us next week when it's just Mickey and I on Overexposed. <laughs> join us join us next week for our homemade film where we murder him. <laughs> uh, I drown him in the I, black lagoon. I wanted this. No, we're, we're gonna do it sinister style. Oh ooh, creepy. <laughs> Is that too far? Yeah, it was great. Internal plug. Um, so I don't have much of a history with this movie. Uh, not that anybody asked, but this is the formula. <laughs> um, is that like the imagery in it is so iconic, sort of across the board, that even if you haven't seen the movie before, you've kind of seen the movie before. Yes. Um, and so, like, I was watching it, uh, in prep for this, and I wasn't sure if I had ever seen it before. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, actually sat down and watched it, and then I realized how much of everything that I had, that I had, like, recognized, um, and I'm still not sure if I had seen this movie before I watched it for this. Uh, but, um, obviously I, I, uh, love the Universal Monsters for not having them. Uh, but Creature from the Black Lagoon rules. It's incredibly simple. It's like a tight hour, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I really love it. So that's awesome. This first impression. Awesome. Mickey, what is your history with Creature from the Black Lagoon? I have an interesting history because I've only seen it three times in my whole life, and okay. they've all been in movie theaters. So, like, uh, I saw it for the first time in like a, uh, a screening of it when I was a lot younger, and then maybe like twelve years later, I saw it with Sam at the Draft House. You liar! Oh, no, I saw it. It was saw it with my dad. I saw it with my dad at the draft house, and Sam was working it. Yeah, I think that's I what it was. Served you food. Yeah, Sam served me food, and I, I tipped him too. Uh, not not a lot though, because he he didn't do that well of a job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so, and then the third time I saw it for the podcast, and I was gonna put it on a Blu-ray, and then I'm like, you know what? I've seen it twice in theaters. I want I want to keep the streak up. So I found a 3D screening in LA last month and I, I went to watch it. Yo. And it was fantastic. It's the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. And I'd never seen it like that and I wanted to watch it and it was amazing. And I, I don't What's up? I've had multiple chances to see it in 3D and I never have. Mhm. Um and watching it for this I super regret that. It'd be really, really fun. It was so fun in 3D, and it was... uh, I I like that my only memory of this movie is seeing it in a theater. And so, Mm -hmm. like, 
I don't know. I think I'm going to try to keep that up for this movie. I loved it. It was... It is probably my favorite monster, uh, Universal monster movie. Mm-hmm. Now that Sam said that. Um, it's one of those movies that y- you, you feel like it's... Like, it, it might not be perfect, but mm-hmm. you can't think of anything that's wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those movies where it's like, I guess if I, like, sat down and really, like looked at it or thought about it then i you know maybe i would find some problems with it but one you could probably do that with any movie and two if you're doing that then i don't think i don't think you're watching say it right yeah movies wrong if you if that's if that's what you're going into this movie with um so my my history it's interesting because i don't remember the first time i ever saw this movie it's kind of like what hunter said about how there's these movies and these monsters are so iconic that you know them without having to watch the movie um i knew the creature existed uh i don't remember when i found out what its name was but you know like there's there have been so many like different parodies of it you know in like saturday morning cartoons or um, or things like Monster Squad, um, you know, it's, uh, so I kind of, I feel like I had seen, I had maybe seen it maybe around the time when, like, I first watched Abbott and Castillo meet Frankenstein, but okay. I also don't remember that vividly. The first time I ever remember vividly watching the entire thing, uh, was in college, uh, the, the library at my college just had uh, like a it, it had it had a really extensive like film section, uh, and I I rented I re- I remember renting and watching for the first time uh, the first two Mad Max movies uh, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. I, I attribute those to, to to my to my college days, <laughs> um, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, I have also never seen this movie in three D. And I would very much like to watch it in 3D at some point. What? I, I'm I'm very jealous of the fact that you've gotten to see it in 3D a couple of times, Vicky. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of my history with it. Uh, so yeah, let's just get into it, guys. Uh, this movie's great. Agreed. One of the most beautiful images I've ever seen is the woman swimming. And then, like, like the creature comes up, and he, he didn't start swimming with her immediately. He's kind of just really curious and cautious. And he's, like, watching her and, like, examining her. And then, at, like, he, he's, like, going... He's, like, he's not hunting her or anything. It's, it, it's not... But there's still that little bit of, like... Like, you're tense because you don't know what it's going to do. Yeah. And then he starts swimming with her, and you're like, "Oh, what's happening?" Like it's 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 a really cool way to go about your monster movie. Mm-hmm. There's like a a part where I think it's the same scene um, where like she's swimming above water, she's just treading water, and he goes to like touch her foot, and he keeps getting scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touches it. And it's not, he's not trying to grab her. He's just like, I don't know what that is. 
Like, I don't know what, who this is. I just want to... Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, because it's this thing of, like, it's it's something that can swim like I do, that moves in the water like I do. And it's, like, it's this weird kind of, like, it's this weird connection. And so, yeah, he's just, he's more curious than anything. It's not until he meets, like, the other scientists and people, like, on the ship that, like, kind of have malicious intent that he, like, starts to defend himself. It's very, um... Like Beauty and the Beast, King Kong. Like the, yes. this is what that's what this movie reminds me of. Yeah, and it, I don't think that's on accident. I I don't believe it is. Um, God, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I had taken I had taken notes. Uh, firstly, let me just say one of the biggest reasons why I'm bringing this this episode or this movie uh, to the show. Uh, is because of the very fantastic book uh, called The Lady from the Black Lagoon written by by Mallory O'Meara she is great Uh, it's one of in my opinion it's one of the best books of the year Uh, if you haven't bought it if you haven't bought it uh, from a bookstore you should go buy it from a bookstore Uh, if you have Audible you should get it on Audible it's great Uh, The Lady from the Black Lagoon is about the history of the woman who designed the creature suit uh that woman is millicent patrick and millicent patrick she has her own very intriguing very very interesting history her family is tied to the hearsts she was an animator at disney Mm-hmm. Which uh, is what I knew her name from. Mm. I didn't know until like the lady from the Black Lagoon came out that she had created the creature at all. Yeah, and they said Millicent Patrick, and I was like, oh, I know, like, I know who that is. Yeah, um, yeah, she was she... she was one of the she was one of the animators at uh, at Disney working on um, Fantasia. She animated the the Chernabog scene. So, yeah, like, it's so interesting that this woman, like, had, like, kind of touched everybody's lives in an interesting way. Um, Yeah, so the reason why we don't really know about that is because the the head of the makeup department at the time, uh, Bud Westmore, he took took offense that Millicent's design was getting so much praise, and so he decided that, like, no, like, he said publicly and in a bunch of interviews that he he designed the creature or that Millicent was following what he was already working on and it was the it was it was the 50s and that's kind of how that's kind of how this was allowed to play out um so it hasn't been until very recently that people have been accepting that yes Millicent Patrick is the one who actually designed the creature suit um, did did she ever do anything about it uh, I know. It, I know it was a different time, and it was difficult to do anything about it. But did she ever do anything about it? No, I don't think so. Um, I think I think it was part of. I think it was part of her contract. Uh, there was like a clause in there that that had that had said something. It was also just something that had been. Uh, that was just kind of how it was. Uh, so it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh yes, like not everybody gets credit. Uh, 
you know on you know on the screen so it was mostly like yeah makeup was done by bud westmore so even though bud westmore did very little on the movie itself uh since he was the head of the department who was in charge of it yeah like he he still gets sole credit for everybody else's work huh yeah that's interesting i i had that book for maybe four months because Sam left it in L.A. and I never read it, but I I, I looked through it a little bit, and it's interesting. I I, I, you, I want to get it on Audible. Yeah, yeah, you really should. Um, so yeah, yes, it's a great book. So again, you should you should go, you should you should go out, you should read it. It's great. Um, yeah. So one of so it was. So this is interesting. It was. During a party that the uh, uh, the the producer of the movie uh, he had heard a story uh, and for the next ten years that idea just kind of stuck with him and he decided to that he was going to make a make a movie about it and he was going to call it the Sea Monster. Uh, he then starts to get the idea like oh like maybe i can do it as like a beauty and the beast kind of thing uh and then as more people come on and as more people do treatments it turns into the black lagoon and then once uh sci-fi legendary sci-fi director jack arnold steps in uh that's when they start molding it and say like hey this is going to be in 3d and they changed the title to The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and that's pretty much, that's the history. That's cool. Um, th- th- there's and there's yeah. something to be said about... Oh, go ahead. What's up? Oh, um, I just want to talk about the going back to the costume a little bit before we move on to other things. Oh, sure. That creature costume is probably one of the best monster looking monsters ever yes like that specific costume in that specific movie because i've seen some of the sequels and it looks weird mm-hmm. but that specific costume in that movie is breathtaking yeah i think i, I if i if i'm remembering this right uh they used they used a, de- uh, a design for uh the second creature movie uh which is the revenge Revenge. yes revenge of the creature thank you um they that that head sculpt i believe was uh was like a rejected design uh a rejected like prosthetic for for the first movie and so they just kind of they just kind of ended up like incorporating it because it was probably cheaper um but yeah, there there are also some other designs. Uh, I think I, if I'm remembering this, I can't remember who didn't like it. I I forgot I forgot about that part. But somebody somebody pretty big on on the production team did not like uh, Millicent's design for the creature. Uh, they wanted to go with something else, and I they they have photos of it in the book, and it looks really bad. It's like a really bad <laughs> face mask. It's literally just like hands and like webbed feet, 
and I don't even remember what they said they were going to do with like the rest of it but like that was the prosthetic that was as far as they were going to go and and it kind of just looked like a man in like uh like uh, an underwater unitard and it was awful it was god awful but that I, I I'd actually may have been the producer I think he said that he preferred this design and everybody kind of was like no no this one's actually better and then the studio sided with <laughs> everybody else and he's like oh fine whatever um but yeah like that design it, it's so elegant and that's so this was i think this was one of the first designs where they had to actually like think about how they were going to do it underwater because they did that all practically um you know you can't you at this time you couldn't cg that so uh, you know, like they had to actually figure out the design, and that's where Millicent comes in. Of like, she designs what this is going to look like, and then everybody else, the the actual team that's putting it together, they're trying to figure out how to make it where it's not going to get destroyed. And so, yeah, I think they uh, they they did a couple of costumes, and that's what they landed on. Hmm. What What do you think makes this the best Universal horror movie? So Universal, you know, the icons of the Universal horror movies are all the monsters. That's that's what that's Dracula put people's butts in seats in the thirties. Frankenstein Frankenstein's monster is the reason why everybody showed up. Uh, you know, and of course everybody wants to see you know Frankenstein fighting the Wolfman. All of those different things. They have a legacy of of creating these really iconic creatures i think i think what also doesn't get talked about is kind of how they treat those creatures and they give them a they give them a pathos that's at least for the ones that are you know that are like adaptations of books they give them a pathos that maybe didn't exist or is just played differently and it's this thing of like people can relate to these monsters people relate to frankenstein's monster or they see something in dracula that they can latch on to you know so i think what what makes creature kind of the best uh, in my opinion is how he has no he has no malicious intent he has no motivation to for destruction except for the things that are happening to him these people are coming into his home, you know, wrecking, wrecking things, shooting at him, you know, like doing all these like bad things. And he's just trying, like, it's, it's the thing of like, he's lonely. He's at least feel similar to him. And I think people kind of, were kind of drawn to that. They were drawn to that idea of, uh, I I guess a romance, um, but mostly just like a connection, and I feel like that's that's kind of what makes Creature the best. I think, yeah, really, I think it's interesting that the movie has such a sympathetic ending. Mm-hmm. Um, that in most of these monster movies, like the monster does something tragic and then gets away, or mm-hmm. um, or is killed in some instances and this one is 
sort of the opposite. Like, they keep shooting him and keep shooting him and keep shooting him, and he's wounded and he's, like, wandering back. They stop him. They say, like, no, let him go. Mm -hmm. And I always, like, I guess watching it at its full length now and, like, really um, taking it all in and really paying attention, like, the, the, the really cool thing about that is, like, you can see that reverberate. Like, we've all, we've talked endlessly about how much we love Guillermo del Toro and, like, Sympathy for the monster is not something that's done as often, but Del Toro has like made that. I mean, the, his Sympathy for the Monster movie made it, like it won an Oscar. It yeah. Won the best picture. Um, but it's kind of cool to like watch this movie and see the origins of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd like to see more of that in other movies. Yeah. Yeah. We would not have without Creature from the Black Lagoon. We would not have Harry and the Hendersons, and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could have gone. He's, he's, he's not lying. Yeah, yeah, you're not lying. This is true. Mm -hmm. This is very true. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> I just well, the, the, show and like, Hunter uh, puts everything into perspective for us. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you could see. You could see how I'm just gonna I guess reiterate what Hunter said, but you could see how the love and care put in the Kucha and the Black Lagoon inspired people to make movies that are coming out now. Yeah. Like you could see that love in Harry and the Hendersons. And you you could just you could see that love and like, you know, in Guillermo del Toro stuff. Yeah. And like it's and it, I, I I think it has to do with they they that they played it for beauty and they played it for character, but it's also the horror is there. Like oh, like yeah. one of the scariest things in Universal Horror is when that guy's on, the guy's on the bed and he can't scream out and he can't move, mm -hmm. and then like the hand comes from the outside and the dude sees it and he's like trying to get someone's attention but he can only like like scream like muffled scream mm -hmm. it's it's so terrifying I, I feel bad for that dude too because like they see like at this point they do see the hand come in and then somebody like d doesn't somebody like swipe at the creature's hand but like they also like pot potentially like they're also hitting that guy and then it happens again when when like the 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 leader, quote unquote, the leader of the expedition, I, I, I forgot his name, but the like the the blonde guy, he's going. He's like, no, like I, I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna capture it. And the the lead scientist is like, no, like we have to get out of here. And then they like they get into a fist fight, and then the yeah. scientist punches they have a lot the of sexual dude, tension. and he just falls on top of the guy wrapped in bandages. And I'm like, man, I, <laughs> I feel sorry for this guy. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the, the – the, there's something so scary about the way the creature moves. Like, the fact that he's, like, constantly just, like, gulping for air. Yeah. The way his mouth moves. Um, I was looking up, like, how the – we're going back to the suit again. But the way the suit worked is, like, um, it had triggers in the hands to move the gills. Mm -hmm. So that's why the gills most of the time are only moving when it's, like, like a bust shot, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and then to open the mouth, the actor had to like tilt their head back. So like they were just they created like this weird like organic sort of movement for the thing, like where the actor's tilting their head back, you can't really see it in the suit, mm-hmm. but it makes it look like he's just constantly like <gasps> like taking an air like a fish. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think the way the way the creature like will silently move, like there's that going into like the last five minutes of the movie, the creature's hand comes up and like breaks the railing of the boat. Mm-hmm. And he gets on top of the boat and he's slowly moving toward the camera, doing that gulping motion silently um and i think if you don't have sympathy for the creature it's much much more horrifying and sinister but like yeah there's something really really ominous about it too mm-hmm. those claws man right those claws um i hope i'm not outing this person but i kind of want to introduce Inspired by Lindsay Ellis, called My Monster Boyfriend, uh, and I think it's fair to say that the the, the Gilman is Sam's monster boyfriend. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And I won't talk about what my monster boyfriend is because no. I definitely have one. No, now you have to say it. Not right now. Yeah, you do. Everybody's got to say it now. No, I feel outed. Because then we don't have a segment. <sighs> when it comes up later. All right, fine. I'm expecting to find out y'all's monsters, like, soon. All right? I, I don't... Hmm. You've got um, one. Mickey has a monster I know you do. He's got to have one. Yeah. Weirdo. I have one, definitely have one. I live a polygamous lifestyle. It can't just be one monster. It doesn't just have to be one monster. Yeah. My monster boyfriend, it can be... <laughs> yeah. I hope the Ellis has a TM today, so we're gonna get in trouble. Oh man, I hope and not. It'll be called my monster significant other. <laughs> our creature significant oh, other. Our creature significant other. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I don't know what we should, what this segment should entail, but uh, apart from me screaming, my monster boyfriend, it's Samson's creature. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Sam, what, what, I was going to say, what would you and your monster boyfriend do on a date? <laughs> I don't understand. What is your, that's great. What is your ideal date? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is good. I'm already thinking about what my answer would be. Oh, man. This sucks because I'm, I'm the tester now. Yeah. Oh, no, this is very good. <laughs> Wait, who, who, who asked who out? What, what, would Sam ask the Gilman out? Well, that's part of the is question. Is that what happens? Ooh. Are you asking Gilman out, or oh. did Gilman ask you out? Okay. Huh. Wait, yeah, let's see. This is now becoming my monster fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> my monster fantasy lagoon. Um, so, you know, let's see. How would we meet? Um, what's the meat? What's our meat cue? Um, obviously, I was swimming. Uh-huh. Uh And you know he, I, you know I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I got some curves on me. So uh, you know he's he he thought I was 
you know, like, like something to eat. And then it turns out, oh, wait, he is a snack. Mm. So then he comes up <laughs> to me, good. tall, dark, and green, and uh, silent. And, you know. Tall, dark, and gulping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tall, dark, and gulping. And, uh, yeah. This is, this is weird, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you we, take him? I don't know how we would communicate, but I, I feel like he would ask me out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. So that's beautiful. Yeah, creature. No, creature asks me out. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking, and uh, you know, he probably take. Oh, he probably takes me to like a very, very nice pond. It's mm. like really pretty. Got some nice flowers in it. You know, got some nice lilies growing. Like you know, and all that. Like yeah, yeah. You know. I was gonna say the rainforest cafe, but yours is better. Yeah. And you feed him ducks. And I feed him ducks, yeah. <laughs> and he feeds me algae, I guess, because, you know, it's... You're like, it's gross, but I love you. It's a little rough, you know. This is, this is the first date, you know. Like we're, and we're very modern. We're very modern people, so, you know, we're trying not to push it too, too okay. fast. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And that's been our tester for my monster boyfriend. I hate y'all. I hate y'all so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one thing I... I felt I could contribute. To My family listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is going to be at work being like, oh my god. Oh my god, I can't believe they put myself in this like, I can't believe my son answered this question legitimately. Everybody's going to have to... <laughs> I love you, dad. Listen, I love you, dad. Um, Hunter loves you, dad. I, we love you, dad. I can't wait because mine eventually. Oh man! See, uh, see now all, all of our listeners are gonna have to dig deep inside themselves and think, who is my monster boyfriend? Everybody, yeah, has a monster everyone's boyfriend. got a monster boyfriend and or a monster girlfriend. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna like shun the girl from the ring. You could have a monster girlfriend too. You could have a monster girlfriend, but sometimes yeah. monster girlfriend is very easy because on the regular. Lady monsters are portrayed as sexier than than boy monsters. That's true. That's true. And which is all misogyny. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's a lady monster, but it's a lady, so we have. It's a lady, sexy monster. Has to be cleavage. Yeah, exactly. Oh Hollywood. Oh Hollywood. You sexist industry. Ugh. The sexist monster Hollywood is not my monster boyfriend. No, it is not. My monster. <laughs> I hunt. I'm the Van Helsing of sexist Hollywood monsters. Um, I think Stitch is Hunter's uh, <laughs> Hunter's boyfriend. Monster boyfriend. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch this movie. We did, I don't think we spoiled it that much. Well, I mean, no, not really. There's also, okay, let's face it. This movie came out in what, like, 53? It's a universal monster movie. How do you think this is going to end? This movie came out in the 50s. There's no way the monster was going to go off with the girl or anything like that. Like, you had to wait until a couple years ago for that to happen. I would watch that remake. Yeah, we did. It's called The Shape of Water, and it's beautiful. Um, I guess that's kind of my thing, like... We we hear it overexposed, uh, grimace and gripe about um, y- Universal's dark universe 
that tries that tried so hard it multiple times. Laugh, but it, anytime I think about the dark, the dark universe, it's, it's, really... it's, it's so you know they were so excited. They got everybody in for that cast picture, and most of the people in that photo. <laughs> no, I forgot. About the cast picture. Did not get to play anybody at all. It's you know it's you know it's a little weird. It's awful. <laughs> It's awful. We try to be positive, but the dark universe is just awful. Um, they made a sexy logo. Thankfully, we will never get to see their creature movie because their creature movie ended kind of just like Iron Man did. Mm-hmm. With <laughs> I am the creature. With with uh, with Russell Crowe's. I don't even remember his name, but essentially Dr. his Doctor Jekyll. He's Doctor Jekyll coming, landing his helicopter in, in and around the Black Lagoon. The creature and and the heroine of of this movie standing like side by side. Like I don't, I don't know why that is. Like I, I you know that's kind of interesting. But he comes down and basically uh, tells them that uh, there's a world out there that he doesn't understand. But you know we have to fight other things. Will you join my dark monster force? <laughs> and that's, that's how it. Tom Cruise got in these movies, so we need to get him out. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, it's not good. Um, For the camp, I think I would have liked to have watched. Oh it, yeah. To be honest, but I couldt subject. Wasn't Scarjo gonna be the heroine of the creature remake? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. I don't um, think so. I do Did want I just to make that up before we wrap up though. Yeah. To Julie Adams, who is so delightful in this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, she, yeah. The scream queen. Shadow really and great interviews with her online. That yeah. You can go look up. She's really delightful. Scarlett Johansson was going to be in Creature from the Black Lagoon for Universal. Wow. And I still prefer Shape of Water. Um, she was going to play the. Black <laughs> yeah, she was going to be the Black Lagoon. Um, <laughs> It feels very pointed. What? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Sorry that it was bad. Um, yeah, this movie's great. Um, it's beautiful. It's atmospheric. Um, I'm... It's it's fifties fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go see it in a drive-in. It's a perfect drive-in movie. Yeah. Which, like, is the kind of movies that Jack Arnold made. Like, we didn't talk about him a lot, but, like... Well, yeah, I mean, he... His biggest movies were... It came from out of... It came from outer space. Creature... Yeah. Moon, Tarantula. The and, Shrinking One. And The Incredible Shrinking Man. Which yeah. everybody says is probably his masterpiece. It's probably the best movie he made. I agree. And I agree. Um... Yeah, like I like I like this kind, I like this kind of science fiction movie, and that was the, that was kind of the thing too. That's like they kind of build this as almost a science fact. Actually, Millicent Patrick was put on the press tour to go to different theaters across America as like the monster handler. Mm. Like she was the one who was like she had all this information about the creature and so like she was partnered up with somebody else I think that would like explain this the actual science behind it but she was the one that you know would like wrangle the wrangle the creature around so 
it was billed as kind of like a like a science fact movie. We even get that kind of in the intro of the movie where it's like at the dawn of the universe, you know, like there was this, cool you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. Which I could, I had completely forgotten until this last rewatch. And so I think that was really cool. Like they, they would, they would get like busloads of students to come watch this supposedly science factual movie. <laughs> it, it's just a horror movie. But, but I think, I think that's part of what makes the movie's so good too is it doesn't really play like a monster movie as yeah. much as it does like a science fiction movie. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why it, it leans a little more into my sentiments. Not to say that I don't like those Bela Lugosi Dracula. Oh, the, absolutely. You know, yeah. Or uh, Frankenstein movies or the Wolfman movies or any of that. Like, love them, right? But um, there's something about this movie that just has an entirely different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's because you have a great director. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to our show. We hope you dug it. Um, be sure to swing by uh, our Twitter at, what are we? Over, overexposed pod. Are we overexposed pod? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> at overexposed pod you can find us on facebook at overxpod you can email us at overexposedpod at gmail.com you can find me on twitter and instagram at wolf is the name that's w-u-l-f-f is the name you can find me on twitter and instagram at real that's r-e-e-l texas weirdo you can find me wherever people can be found at the mickey m thank you guys so much for listening um we'll be back in a soon a couple weeks soon with it's Mickey's pick next? No, it's my pick next. Yeah, it's your pick. It's yeah. your pick. It's, yeah, it's Goonies, Jaws, Creature, mm-hmm. and my pick. Yeah, which we will announce on social media. Yes. Um, get stoked. I have a couple different options, a couple different things I've been baking. Because okay. we're not doing back to school anymore, right? We're just gonna hop into like the brain oven. Something else. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Too late for back okay. to school, but yeah, we'll do that next year. All right. Um, well, keep loving movies, guys. Keep watching them. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. Have a great couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.